Hello, podcast world. Welcome to Vicarious Living, a show about a couple Midwest dudes breaking down all the beauty that is teen drama TV. Juice is worth the squeeze. It means you don't steal my girl unless you're ready to accept the consequences. I'm in. I'm all wet. Can I come in? Welcome to Vicarious Living. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Podcast Studio. Ben, Jay, quick intro on this guy tonight back in Podcast Studio. Dot, dot, dot. Last week, my real podfather came on to discuss Remember the Titans, but the kids will never forget the OG podfather of our very own VL podcast. Hashtag Whitey Fucks, Ben, Jay. <laughs> Why do you still fucks? No diggity. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Back in podcast studio, uh, what movie are we giving those kids tonight, Ben J? Girl Next Door. Tell me one big reason why this was the movie that jumped out to you. Alicia Cuthbert. Ugh. And Eli. Eli is your guy, the, the friend. Okay. This is the only two reasons to really watch this. I have so many Eli thoughts, and I have so many Alicia Cuthbert. Is it Cuthbert? Cuthbert is what I've always said. So if you say something else, I'm going to be completely thrown off by it. Cuth- uh, How do you say it? Uh, I think I was going to say Cuthbert. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. I don't know why, but for some reason I feel like I'm right. No, I think Cuthbert is totally spot on. Right. Uh, real quick, though, housekeeping. VicariousLivingPod at gmail.com. VicariousLivingPodcast on the Instagram. Go there for all of our swag situations. Hot news in terms of our swag situations, dude. It's holiday season, so I'm actually intrigued because I would like to support. So we in the just, market, bud. We, we realized... We don't have just like a t-shirt option. I mean, we got the hooded sweatshirts. We got the tanks for the summer. We got the three-quarter length baseball tees for spring. But we didn't just have a standard t-shirt. So if you want a VL t-shirt, get out us $15, slide into our DMs with either a dick pic or a request for the swag. You will get the swag. Okay. 2004, directed by Luke Greenfield. Nothing interesting about him, but written by David Wagner, who also wrote One Van Wilder. 
Okay. So he's coming in hot off of Van Wilder with uh, my shoe brother, Ryan. Van Wilder was before. Yeah, Van Wilder, I want to say, was 2002. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So he's coming in hot off of that. Plot of this movie, officially on IMDb, is (laughs) 18-year-old Matthew Kidman is a straight-A overachiever who feels that he has never really lived life to the fullest. That is until he meets the girl next door. Danielle moves in next door and Matthew thinks he's found the girl of his dreams. All is going well, Ben J. Until Matthew's sex-mad friend Eli, a.k.a. your favorite, (laughs) reveals that Danielle is actually an ex-porn star. Matthew doesn't know how to take the news or how to treat Danielle and things go from bad to worse when Danielle's former producer Kelly appears to take her back. Girl next door. Now... Some may say that sounds familiar to a classic Tom Cruise movie from the 80s. Risky Business? It is essentially dead on (laughs) the plot of Risky Business. Have you seen Risky Business? Not that I can remember. Like, I know it's been on. I've seen a lot of parts of it. Have never seen it start to finish where I could remember anything other than Tom Cruise in in his skimmies sliding through the floor and that's it. Oh, you know what? Now that you're saying that, I wonder, do you think uh, Matthew Kidman in this movie going tidy whities in that initial strip down scene mm. was an homage to Tom Cruise in Risky Business? It has to be because when they skinny dip, he's in boxers and she notices. So he doesn't yeah. wear whitey tighties all the time. Yeah, let's hold on the whole tidy whitey conversation because I have a lot of thoughts on that. But yes, with Risky and Business. You know, I love talking whitey. So Whitey Fox Fox. with risky business. um, That's my first fun fact is I use that really smooth transition into my FFs of the VL pod. The film not only shared a similar plot to risky business, 1983, but the composer, Paul Hasslinger, he's, he was the composer of this movie. And then he was in the band that they used a lot of songs for in risky business. So composer versus soundtrack, essentially. But just keeping on the risky business thing, because this movie is so dead on it. And we've... Have you watched it? Risky business? Yeah. Yeah. I own it on DVD. No big deal. Um, It said the initial concept was just a remake of risky business titled the same thing, but it was eventually just developed into its own film and they just kept all the similarities between the two. Interesting. So a lot of risky business connections. The second fun fact is... Wild casting in this movie, like across the board. Agree. Even with like extras. So two fun facts on casting here. One, two OC connections. Yep. I know what they are. Go ahead. Olivia Wilde uh-huh. and Melissa Stewart. No, What's t- her first name? Taylor Townsend. Autumn yep. Reeser. Autumn Reeser. There you go. Yep. Taylor Townsend. The kids will know that name because on season three of those C that we're doing right now, Taylor Townsend is a big name. But both of those girls are like some of the girlfriends of the cool hot guys at the high school. So the third one. So it's Olivia Wilde, Autumn Reeser and Katie Stewart. Who's Katie Stewart? She's the third one of the girls that Kelly is trying to recruit. 
Oh, but Kim, but she's, she's not, not from the OC. OC. I okay. just yeah yeah. Got like, it. I saw those three and I was like, oh fuck, I know those two. I did not know Autumn Reeser's name, and then I had no idea who the other one is. But I'll give you another random name. Just in are the, you impressed? That I got that though. Yeah, no, that was super impressive. So that OC connection is amazing for this teen drama podcast that we're doing right now. But what's also just an interesting little side thing. You're just talking about like Katie. I don't know why you knew that name. Another one. (laughs) Another one that's (laughs) That's random is one of their friends just hanging out in some of the montages with Olivia Wilde and Autumn Reeser is Samantha Ryan porn star. You familiar with her work? No. <laughs> well, look, I'm actually not. I'm not like saying no just to like be like no. I don't know anybody. No, it, names. it was it was like one thing I noticed, and Samantha I looked Ryan. I'm gonna look her look up. her up. Look <laughs> yeah. her up. Look her up. While you look that up, it was it was like an extra. It was just like an extra in the background, and I I looked it up online. I'm like, was Samantha Ryan in this? I looked up all this stuff on Google. There was nothing on it. So I think what happened is before she got into porn, she was probably just like in L.A. and just signed up to be like an extra in a movie. Yeah, that's her. <laughs> she, okay, now look. Okay, I did look not, at. Okay, I, I no live not. test. This yeah. is a perfect thing. Yeah. Now I'm going to show you the girl in Girl Next Door. Right, yep. Look at your phone and then look at this and tell me this is not the exact same girl. Right there, the one next to Olivia Wilde. One hundred percent. It's a hundred percent her. That's without a doubt her. Porn yep. star yep. Samantha Ryan. Interesting. What a catch by and me. I did not even look up uh, Ferrari and what's her face. Are not, they actual porn stars? No, no. They're okay. just uh, models trying to be actresses or whatever. Models willing to get naked but not be porn stars. Correct. Um, last fun fact, and this one deserves a little conversation. Okay. There was another weird casting, and it's this guy, David Emil Hirsch. <laughs> <laughs> no, Fuck not a, not Emil Hirsch. <laughs> okay, um, this guy, David Daskal. Did you ever in high school watch that show, Average Joe? Yes, you did. Yes, yes. Do you remember the premise of Average Joe? Yes. So. For the kids, because there's no way the kids know what we're talking about. Average Joe was essentially like The Bachelor, where they would have one lead, and then they would just bring a bunch of suitable, eligible bachelors in to vie against 25 guys for her love, or his love, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so there was like a lead girl who was a smoke show, fucking model. Then they brought in 20 dudes, and it was all beyond below average guys. Yeah. Super gross dudes. So then the girl obviously was like super pissed of like, God damn it. Now I got to like try and find love with one of these ugly idiots. Fuck. So she went through like three fourths of the dating show with all these losers. (laughs) And then with like four weeks left, they brought in hot model dudes, like five of them. (laughs) And Anyways, this David Daskal guy. They're all like fitness trainers. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And this David Daskal guy is one of like the top guys from the first season of Average Joe's. He was an Average Joe who made it to like top four. Wow. How weird is that? That he was in this movie as an extra. 
he obviously had potential on camera that yeah. they saw. Yeah. So it's like, oh, wow, this guy's actually kind of like sparkling on camera. Let's yeah. get him on here. You know what's wild about Average Joe is, for me, it was great because it really proved that, you know, like, I think everyone wants to think like, oh, if you have an emotional connection with someone, that's enough, dude. That's enough to trump everything. Looks, well, all of it. That's what they all say Yeah, on the show is like, right. oh, my God. You know, like, it doesn't matter what they look like. I'm just looking for a connection. Not here for the right reasons. It's like, guess what? No one is. No. If you happen to meet someone who you actually fall in love with, great. But none of these dudes and none of these women are there for the right reasons. No. So what would always happen is she would start to develop like real emotional connections with all these like loser dudes. And then as soon as the hot guys came in, they were only around for like a week. She immediately like had all the lame, ugly dudes bounce. And it was like, hey, that personal trainer that I've known for 48 hours. I'm going to just take him. Well, actually, I would say that is good conversation to have with this movie as well, because this movie's timeline is totally fucked up. Oh, it goes quick. Very, very quick. They fall in love fast. Like two weeks. If. I don't even know yeah, if no, it's I think two it's, weeks. I think it's like the same week. So those are nitpicks. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get into the yep. nitpicks later. Um Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. All right, so I did not look. I I did accidentally see it, so I'm going to pull myself out of the running here. I'll, I'll okay. pull a gentlemanly move. I'll, I'll remove myself. What do you think this film garnered with the critics? Critics first. Okay. I think that the risky business parallels are is definitely going to hurt. So I'm thinking it's less than 50%. Let's go with 42%. You were closer on your initial thought process because it is coming in at a hot, steamy 56. Over 50%. Yeah. This might be one of the highest comedies from the critics. Audience score is definitely going to be higher than that. Audience scores. Hold on. Go ahead. Let me guess. I am going to guess 75%. Close, a little lower at another hot, steamy 69. Really? Yeah. But you know what's interesting to me is you were talking about the risky business thing. Yeah. I looked up risky business. Mm -hmm. What do you think that is? From the critics? Yeah. Oh, I bet it's high. I will say 68%. 92. Fuck all. Dude, Rebecca D'Amore... You remember her from Three Musketeers? Mm, no. With Chris O'Donnell? No, I remember so hot. Rebecca De Mornay. Something like that, yeah. Rebecca De Mornay. She's French. She's, no, I do not know Three Musketeers. I do not know her at all. She is, I mean, we're talking 1983, Rebecca De Mornay. But God, back then, dude. I mean, same thing that you and I are feeling when we see Alicia Cuthbert. So... Let's finally get to these characters. You've been wanting to get to Emil Hirsch really bad. We've been wanting to get to uh, Alicia Cuthbert. Let's do that with a little player breakdown. (laughs) 
let's start with Alicia Cuthbert because I can't contain it. And I, I'm, dude, we're going to get into a whole Mount Rushmore conversation with her just as a female in teen movies. Okay. And I, I wrote down a whole list here and we got to pick four. Yeah, I'm going to need that list. But I just want to start off by saying, in general, are we saying f- absolutely flawless? Yes. And I don't like blondes. Like, same. Like, I find very attractive blondes to just not be very attractive. And Alicia Cuthbert completely jumps that barrier. I'm a brunette guy through and through yeah. myself. And I felt the exact same way. Like, I would just give up a lifetime <laughs> of not being that into blondes if it was Alicia Cuthbert. 100%. She, dude, it's not just her looks, which are perfect. It's her laugh. Her laugh is so infectious and like it just makes you want to like tell her like a C plus joke to get like a giggle. So she hard. has intangibles that a lot of actresses don't. Which that okay, so now let's get into her as an actress because that's a good point. I thought she was really good in this role and she was like not that bad of an actress and she's so attractive and stuff. So I'm just shocked that essentially her career was she did twenty four as Jack Bauer's daughter. Yep. And she had the first time I ever saw her was just a shot of her ass in uh old school. Remember she hooks up with Mitch at the, yes. at the college yes. party and it's just a picture of her laying on a bed. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Yeah. And then he asked her like, how old are you? <laughs> She's like, Oh, like I have to go to class. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> and it wasn't even college class. It was high school. Yeah. Was, oh yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. So at at Mitchapalooza, <laughs> it was after Mitchapalooza. He hooked up with her after Mitchapalooza. She was like seventeen or something. Which I believe that is why you named your son Mitch was after Mitchapalooza and old school, right? Yeah, right. That's what I thought. Earmuff it for me. Earmuff it. Um. So she was in that. She did twenty four. She did this movie House of Wax, which was a horror movie with Paris Hilton. After yep. Girl Next Door. Yep. Also Chad Michael Murray in that. From uh, One Tree Hill, Lucas. But then just like nothing. And all I could surmise in in researching her online is that she became friends with Paris Hilton. She started getting into like this L.A. lifestyle, Mm. going down a bad path, dude. Right. And then eventually like her life got so out of control that she just had to like go back to Canada where she's from. And she just hooked it up with like some hot ass hockey player and splits time between Canada and L.A. That's a good move, though. Yeah, I mean... That's a yeah. really good move. Right. Because Canada probably only knows her from Girl Next Door, and she's maybe the hottest girl ever in this movie. Yeah. And you just go up, get a hockey player who is royalty up in Canada, and then you just kind of jet set across the border. Like, yeah. super easy. Dude. What is it with like girls and hot girls and hockey players? Like I think this is only so fresh to me because when my dad and I were doing Remember the Titans, we were talking about um, Hayden Penetier. Yep, and how she does the same thing. Like she just gets exclusively with like hockey players, and yeah. I think now she's with the Klitschko brother, the boxer. Oh yeah, she is, and he's massive, and she is oh, really really tiny, super tiny. But yeah, he's like six seven. Yeah, that's a tall drink of hot man made, dude. You know. <laughs> Uh, Mount Rushmore. Now we've already, I think with Zerb on a podcast, we broke down like Mount Rushmore, teen drama TV that gets into your Julie Taylor's, your, 
your Summer Roberts, your Katie Holmes, all that. Yeah, I didn't listen to that one because I don't normally listen to Zerbs. Fair enough. He's on a lot. Now, (laughs) 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 how did you feel about that? You, that that reminds me, Zerb and I blasted you pretty hard on the last. Oh shit! I, I did not think come you want to say for that. I was supposed to come prepared for that. Yeah, if I remember, um... he blasted <laughs> you for essentially loving old rich white guys and everything we watch. <laughs> yeah, and giving MVPs out willy nilly to anyone who's rich and white <laughs> and old. Well, you know, rich. White dudes just haven't gotten a lot of love recently, you know? So I'm just trying to help them out. Historically, they've just really struggled. So yeah, dude. just trying to help them out, man. Because eventually I'm going to be old. Maybe I'll be rich. You're always, always looking out for that little guy. Yeah, looking out for the little guy. Exactly. All right, dude. This, though, the difference is this is Mount Rushmore of teen movies that we've done on this podcast. All right, cool. All right, I'm going to lay out like... 10 or so. Ugh. All right. Hot let's stick to 10. Six. Okay, 10. Because I'm going to forget if we go more than that. Okay. Lainey Boggs from She's All That, a.k.a. Rachel Lee Cook. Yep. Rachel Lee Cook. I'll give you. The, I'll show you the list here. Rachel Lee Cook is one. I'll just skip over Mean Girls to keep it to 10. Gabrielle Union from Bring It On. Yep. Jennifer Love Hewitt. I Know What You Did Last Summer. Smoke. Larissa Olenek, she's Alex Mack from 10, 10 Things I Hate About You. She's the sister of yeah. Julie Stiles. Britney Spears and Zoe Saldana from Crossroads. Okay. Ever heard of them? <laughs> Avatar? Uh, <laughs> Phoebe Cates from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Jessica Beale from Summer Catch. Natalie Portman from Garden State and Alicia Cuthbert, Girl Next Door. I think we need to put Alicia Cuthbert on that Mount Rushmore, dude. Yeah, she's on it for sure. Okay, so now we got to play around with three. And you can like get it going that hard. Oh god, that was bad. Sorry. No, Um, I love that. I love that. If you are blonde and can get a reaction from two brunette loving dudes, you're definitely on there. All right. So are we just going by looks? Let's just go with our loins. And are we Forget going the roles. with the movie or the actress? Oh, damn it. Right? Because that changes it. Yeah, because like if we we're going at like Zoe Saldana and Crossroads is not. She didn't become Correct. Zoe Saldana yet. Right. Like from but I Avatar. would say she's probably on there just looks. So like, she's out though because let's factor in some character a little right, bit. I like character. Let's go character. All right. So... Cuthbert won. Can we put Phoebe Cates in yes. there from Fast Times? I was going to say she's definitely on there. So Phoebe Cates, Cuthbert. I really want to get Lainey Boggs on this list. But then we only have one left. And and like I'm staring at Jessica Biel and Natalie Portman. And I'm like, oh, damn it. Dude, Natalie Portman's got to be on there. She's on there. She's, she's on, on there. Every one of my lists. All right. So that's like her like real life permeates into her characters and like in real life she's just so attractive yeah i think i don't even think she acts in movies i think she just is that (laughs) (laughs) all right dude we got one spot method herself (laughs) that's it if we're going on characters so to to reiterate we have laney boggs rachel lee cook from she's all that we have alicia cuthbert from girl next door natalie portman from garden state jessica beale's out because the movie was just so bad 
And we're saying Jennifer Love Hewitt is out from I Know He Did Last Summer. Yeah. All right. So looks like we're really, we like the girl next door. <laughs> you and I, we like the girls <laughs> next door. <laughs> because I married the girl next door. Yeah. 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 Okay, so Alicia Cuthbert on our, Mount Rushmore, on, our, on our Mount Rushmore of VL teen hot ladies from movies that we've done on this podcast. We're going Portman from Garden State, Alicia Cuthbert from Girl Next Door, Phoebe Cates from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and Lainey Boggs, Rachel Lee Cook from She's All That. Wow. I have no idea how that's going to translate to podcasting, but... <laughs> I enjoyed having that conversation. It was decisive. <laughs> like there was not a lot of back and forth, which I think makes it a very strong Mount Rushmore. Right. Okay. Like not a lot of debate. Yeah. I mean, I think we, we, we use some solid analytics. No one can that. even debate us because they're not on this podcast. So <laughs> we could just throw it out there and fuck you if you I do. I have a feeling Zerb's going to text us and say, "Guarantee it." Can't say wait. he's got a different opinion. <laughs> um, all right, Emil Maybe Hirsch. Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union is is up there for me, but we're good. Emil Hirsch. What do you hate? Yeah. What do you hate about this guy? He's like five foot two. Exactly. So that's what I hate about him they, too. <laughs> they had so many camera angles to make him look like a normal person. So. Emil Hirsch was so fucking good in Into the Wild. So good. So good. Like I love that movie. This is not just a straight hate on him. He's just a fucking loser. And he's just not interesting. And how he acts in this movie is so frustrating. Well, here's the thing is... He's a lot younger too, I know. He was 17, yeah. Yeah. I was looking up his career and... actually using the age of the actor, that's very rare. It is very rare. Usually they skew older. Right. But I felt like he conveyed... I mean, you just said it right now. Loser. He he was like a loser in your eyes. He's a good loser, yeah. That's what he's supposed to be. He is a loser in high school. So like, in a way, I was like, I think he was actually cast really well because he is this little nerd loser and i felt it like i did not feel he was it's not like seth from the oc where it's like yeah, yeah. he's they're saying he's a nerd but he's like six two hot and funny and charming so <laughs> yeah <laughs> the fuck Who ex- yeah this guy was five three not funny and not charming and a loser but so he I just think part of it is because alicia cuthbert is so attractive it just makes me angry that that's who she ends up with I know. It's like, God damn. I know I'm better like, than that fair. guy. And <laughs> I could beat that guy easily for her. I could beat him. Yeah. So his career, though, is is like weird. It was almost as if he became, he got a little juice from this movie. And then for the next four years, he kept trying to play like badasses. Like he did, he Lord, did that one with Justin Timberlake. Alpha Dog. Yeah. Where he was like a that like, was a fucking wild movie. He was like a badass like gangster. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he just gets cast in like weird stuff. And he was just getting roles that were not cast well. He was I thought he was perfect in this. I thought he was perfect in Into the Wild yeah. and all, all right. the other roles that he did. Like he even did Speed Racer. He was like a yes. the Speed Racer yes. guy. I remember that. I, I just I question John Goodman was in that? Yeah. He was the dad. I question a lot of his choices as an actor, and it essentially just made him a character actor for the rest of his career. Now, 
he's a character actor. Yeah. He's in ensemble casted movies like Survivor with uh, Mark Wahlberg. Right, right. Or whatever that's called. Yeah. Um. So anyways, I, I didn't mind him as much as you, but I do love that you really hated him. I do have a story about Emil Hirsch. I am always good for a lot of hate for one character mm-hmm. every time I'm on the pod. It's just usually he's not white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's young. <man. laughs> so... Um, my story about Emil Hirsch, and this is so like just rumor mill shit. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. When when I had a cup of coffee with an internship in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> you ever met Ryan Phillippe? No, it was Ryan Reynolds. Oh uh, yeah, shoe brother. When I was out there, Mike C's sister. She was an actress, so she yep. knew a lot of like other actresses and, and whatnot. Her, we were hanging out with her friend once, and her friend, who was also an actress who's trying to make it in in Hollywood, said mm-hmm. that she went out on a date with Emil Hirsch. Ooh, good. All right. Now this is so. This is only two degrees. This is yeah, right. And this is oh nine. So this is at like the peak of his hotness. I mean, he did Into the right. Wild in oh seven. So Holy he's shit. riding yeah. high. She said. um, the thing about Emil Hirsch and the date was she was so disgusted. Like she, she was like, Oh, Emil Hirsch, I'm definitely going to do this. Like perfect. Like going into it, she was super jacked up. Yeah. And then she got on the date and she said he was the most narcissistic piece of shit in the whole world. And then we were like, what, what is it? Like, give us one example. Like explain one example of how Emil Hirsch is like a super narcissistic guy. Right. And she said, when he picked me up, and I got into his car, and he said, "Do you want me to put any music on?" And I said, "Yeah, sure. What do you? What kind of music you like?" His own music. He only had CDs of soundtracks to his movies. Sick. All right, <laughs> I'm totally on board with Miller now. So That's that amazing. Was that was it. Like he had the Alpha Dog soundtrack. He had the Lords of Dogtown soundtrack. He had the Milk soundtrack. He had the the Girl Next Door. Soundtrack. He had Into all the these... Wild because that <laughs> yeah. was Pearl Jam. That was uh, well, Eddie better. I will say, Girl it, Next Door. This soundtrack, oh God, it's so good. When we get to the movie breakdown, I'm probably just gonna play songs the whole time because <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. But yeah, watch the movie, listen to the songs. Yeah. So how insane is that? She said an- she actually went on another date with a guy and she said the only other, like another guy she went on a date with who was just as narcissistic was Shia LaBeouf. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say it's it almost seems like Emile Hirsch could have been like a Shia, but Shia LaBeouf was like a little bit more committed to I don't know, mate. I don't even know. Being crazy? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, swerve into it and, like, just be that and yeah. be really fucking hardworking when you act. Yeah. Tyler Bluff is awesome. Yeah, dude. Um, all these other characters are super small. We're going to go through them really quick. Timothy Oliphant. Yep. Um, Kelly. He's Kelly, the porn producer. He's awesome. I like him a lot. You know... I think they Hollywood for like a hot second. They tried to make him a leading man. They put him in a rom-com with Jennifer Gardner called catch and release. It just didn't work. That's not really his. I think he's perfect in a role like this where it's like, he's a little evil, but he's like kind of funny and endearing. Lovable. Yeah. He's a lovable evil guy. Yeah. I think he's perfect in that role. I don't think him as like a, a Matthew McConaughey rom-com guy. It works. 
No. If he has to get like emotional, if he has to get too into feelings, he's he's not as good. No. In this movie, it is no feelings whatsoever. It is strictly business. And he has like a quirky, funny side as well. Yeah. So And I liked him I like him in that role. I like it. He's he had a delight. Some, he had some good one liners. Like when we get to him later, uh he had some really good one liners that I enjoyed. So pretty much all of my notes from this movie were all the one liners that I just loved. I was actually thinking about doing a section at the end that's just like one liners that we love. Oh but I don't know if we'll do that. Um Paul Dano. This guy has probably actually become the most successful actor out of this whole group. And he's like a very small character in this movie, Klitz. All right. Yeah, yeah. One of the friends of Neil uh, Hirsch. With Klitz with a K. I know. I was thinking, is that Klitz thing? Like, is that strategery? Klitz. Strategic. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of strategery. Yeah. Uh, I thought about that, too, because I forgot his name until I looked at the cast. And then it was like, Klitz. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, dude, he crushes everything. I mean, this, uh, Little Miss Sunshine, There Will Be Blood. He was in Prisoners, wow. 12 Years a Slave. Like, he's been, and he's the uh, he's the Riddler in the upcoming Batman movie. Is he really? Yeah, with Robert Pattinson. I did, oh. No, he's hot. He's a hot guy. That's going to work. Don't worry. Dude, that's going to work. Robert Pattinson, don't think he's of him. He's not doing anything else. <laughs> don't think of him from Twilight. Robert Pattinson. I want to officially say on this podcast, Robert Pattinson is underrated as an actor. He got fucked by getting typecast in that. Has Twilight anyone show. seen anything other than Twilight movies with him? He's been in some stuff. I just don't know it. Off That's the top what I'm saying. Of like no one's really seen him though. Like I'm sure he is good. He is. But I don't have just, anything to back. I don't have anything to yeah. back this up. If, if I just feel it, Christian Bale fucked everyone. Yeah, he was so good. Well. Christopher Nolan pretty much fucked everyone. Yeah. By the no, way, I just Christian saw Man. Tenant. Tenant? Tenant. Tenant. Yeah, I just saw it. <laughs> I'm convinced. I saw it. It's not good. Okay. Have you seen It's not no. good. It's not. It was my first movie theater experience since COVID started. And it was like our first time eight months in. Like, we're going to do this. Yeah. And they like space it out. You know, you sit six, six feet away. You wear a mask the whole time, all this. And uh, it was bad. It was just not good. Both of us walked out of it like, fuck. God damn it. Never going to the movies again. Yeah. Um. Okay, dude. Oh, and Eli, your guy, Eli. Oh, God. Is there anything you want to say on Eli? No. Okay. We'll, we'll get to him in the movie. He's a gem. All right. Movie breakdown. We're going to transition with a hot fire song. You know, the, the funny thing about the movie breakdown is I I spent like four pages of notes on all the shit before like 
the midway point of the movie. Oh my gosh. Every every quote came from the first like 40 minutes of the movie. Yeah, I look at this movie as two parts. There's the first half which is essentially just him trying to get this girl, like this porn star who like just quit and she's the girl next door and all this stuff. Like that's the first half of the movie. This is probably why it's a 56% though because like the second half of the movie goes down so many weird paths of like they're trying to make a sex ed video and then they're th- then he's yeah. stealing like a, a penis statue and he's he from this other porn producer and then he's going to Vegas to like there's so many like weird ins and outs of the second half and it the, just the overall the movie seemed like it was probably like 30 minutes too long yeah in my opinion is that how risky business was at all no risky business was it was, was basically sen- the first like fifty six percent of the movie. <laughs> well, and then the other forty four percent was kind of like filling time. The thing about like a risk, movie. risky business is all about a stolen egg. It's about like this stolen glass egg, which is kind of similar to the money in this movie. Like yeah. so, in this movie, he has this twenty five thousand dollars. Matthew has twenty five k to get this Asian kid, Sam Young, Samsung. <laughs> Sam Young. <laughs> Sam, Sam Young. <laughs> His name is Sam Young in the movie, but they keep calling him Samsung. This so Sam Young, the Pittsburgh. The little Cambodian kid. Is that Asian? Do Cambodian. I have to stop saying that? No. Asian? Yeah. Okay. It's Asian. So they gotta get this. They little... just keep saying Chinese kid. <laughs> and he's like, he's Cambodian. <laughs> so in risky business, it's an egg is stolen and okay. it's all about while he, while Tom Cruise is trying to get trying to get with uh, Rebecca Diamorne, he's also got to get this egg back because it's like a super expensive glass egg. In this movie, it's just twenty five k. Yeah. So he's trying. Matthew is trying to hook up with Danielle, who's a porn star, and he's also got to get this twenty five k back to get Sam Young, this genius from Cambodia, into America. I don't know why that was like the comp, but so, anyways. Movie kicks off, and here's the, here's all you need to know. He's letting life pass him by, dude. The first montage of the movie to that Queen song is kids are all, like, having fun. It's high school, dude. Senior pranks, pulling wedgies. The <laughs> thing that I will remember most about high school is, and then everything is, like, montage of, like, all the fun shit that high school kids do. And he is studying, trying to get into Georgetown. Right. Which, kind of funny that he only wants to get into Georgetown, and he, and he doesn't want to get into, like, Yale or Harvard. Klitz gets into Yale, but... Yeah. It, it's just, yeah. like, why Georgetown is your, like... Why is that your, like, top of the top? Yeah, weird. I always like Georgetown, though. I always like their Georgetown, colors. Georgetown, because it's in D.C.? No, I just like the colors. Like you're I, saying, like, for the movie, like... Oh, I don't know. he wants to be this, like, politician... But like, Georgetown, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Georgetown's not that sweet. No, you're right because they say he wants to be president yeah. one day, so maybe that's Which, the connection. Like, you don't have to say that; just say politician. Yeah, you don't have to say president. Yeah. Like, hey, kid, you're not going to be fucking president. So he's not doing shit, dude. He's he's wasting his life away. He, all the other kids are living high school, and he's he's not doing shit. How awesome is high school, oh, dude? <laughs> Don't even get me started. Like, just watching all these seniors, I was like, God, high school was the best. Did you ever skip class? 
hundred percent. I every Wednesday in senior year, I think of this fucking physics class we had with this idiot who treated like high school as if you were in college. Every Wednesday, we just wouldn't show up, and we go to McDonald's get breakfast sandwiches and just not show up. And he'd treat it as like, "Hey, if they don't want to learn, they're gonna miss out <laughs> yeah. for the test." That's I'm a cool not. teacher, <laughs> but like I'm stern about my curriculum. <laughs> so yeah, I would skip every once in a while, uh, mostly senior year because it's when you got off campus privileges. Yeah, but senior year, I would call in to the school, act like my dad leave a message saying that I was not going to be in school today because I wasn't feeling well. Really? And then just probably, like, I would... What'd you do? I would go play golf a lot of times. Damn. That took some stones. I never even thought to do something like that. So I would always call in before 7.30 because that's when the, like, administrators got there. So it was just leaving a message. And I heard my dad say the message, and they never fucking called back. Yeah. It was just like, hey, this is Dave. I'm calling for my son, Ben, class of 06. He's not <laughs> feeling well today. You can expect him in tomorrow. Yeah. And I would just fuck off. I would drive carpool because I had to drive my little brother. I had to drive oh, drop at him least off. one other kid, drop him off. And then would you tell them that you were bouncing? Hell no. So they thought you were coming into it, yeah. and you just walk right back out to your car. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny. It was genius. That they is never genius. Never called I, back. Yeah. Oh yeah. I wish. I remember so the bad. one time I did it, and I went and I bought the first Kanye West album, and I drove around for what seven hours, whatever it is, and I listened to Kanye West College Dropout. Yeah. Over and over again, and I almost like had the entire album memorized. By the time I picked him up. Dude, that's the thing in high school. There were so many hours to kill. That's the thing you forget about. Is there just so many hours to kill with nothing? No worries. On campus. Nothing. On campus, off campus, everywhere. Because like college, it was like there's a ton of time, but you can go to like the off-campus houses. It was like there was a limited amount of shit that you could do during a school day. Cause it almost felt like you were going to run into someone's parents somewhere. So it, <laughs> yeah, there was like a little bit of like apprehension of like, Oh shit. Like I might get caught. Like, yeah. So back to the movie. Yeah. Sorry. We now get the introduction of one Alicia Kissberg. And, dude, Matthew's going out to take his trash out at night, and she's, like, unloading her convertible. He sees her. This song's playing. And then she just gives him a look. The look. Insanity. I I was losing my shit. She has, like, this resting bitch face that's, like... <laughs> that- so mean and she hot. She didn't have that. She would not be hot to you. <laughs> I mean, are you attracted to resting bitch face? In general, no. I am. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> Her resting bitch. Like when she walked by him, dude, to that song, it was just like, oh, my God. It was like game on, kids. Game on. So we knew it's fucking on. He goes up into his bedroom. Then he sees that she's changed. He he can like see through his window 
that she's changing through her window. So the windows are like facing each other. He's not like creeping around. He's just in his room with the like blinds up and her blinds are up and he's just looking into her room. An an insane changing scene. I mean, she takes all of her clothes off, including her bra. We get the most insane side Side boob. Oh my. I mean, I, I don't even, we don't even need to do a Mount Rushmore on this. I think this is the number one side boob scene in any movie. <laughs> Probably. Ever. <laughs> side boob with showing a red thong as well. Oh, my God. And then there's this clip where he calls Eli, and it was hilarious. Oh, my God. She's so hot. What channel, dude? Uh, the girl next door. I, I can see her through my window. How's the rack? God, who is this girl? How's the rack? Hold on, relax. No, dude, you relax. You be a man and go over there. Okay, say what? I don't know. Get off your ass and do something. Fuck! Hey, what are you doing? What? Hey, dude, seriously, I told you, it really freaks me out when you watch that while you're talking to me. Shh, just learn to like it. This is the thing about Eli, like... He's always watching porn when he's talking to his friends or hanging out with his friends. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> All right, just go ahead and say it about Eli. Let's just talk about Eli. So <laughs> Eli Eli has a lot of parallels with you. I see some of you in him as a friend. I hate and like hearing that. What I would just like laugh about with you. I hate hearing that so much. He's the best character in no, the entire no, movie. No, dude, here's the thing. He's amazing. Here's the thing. I always feel like great. I could never hang out with me. Ever. <laughs> I would hate me. Well, so because no friend group could have two of you. Yeah, it's just too it's too much. You're too much. It's too much. Yeah. You're almost too much for one friend group. <laughs> so if there were two of you, yeah. it'd be like Fuck this. I hate these people. 100% agree. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. It sucks being me. I know. So I see Eli and I just fucking hate him. But yeah, I can I can see how there are some parallels. Has this ever happened to you, though, where you've been caught like peeping like that? Because that's what happens to him. Right. Is he gets caught. She sees him looking at her unchanging. I've never like I, I was racking my brain. I'm like, have I had a situation? I don't think. Most people have. Yeah, I, I was actually to that degree. I was kind of I mean, wishing I had. There's times where I've been caught looking at someone's like cleavage or something, or like if they like walk past me and I like turned around and looked at their butt. You know, like I've right. been like caught. Yeah, and that's just like normal, like everyday stuff. We've all been there. Yeah, but I don't think anyone's been caught like really staring at someone as they're changing. I, I can't even imagine if like you were when he got caught oh. by her, my heart sank. Oh, I wrote that note. Still, down. still to this day, I'm like, it's not your fault, man. No, <laughs> like she's so attractive and the rooms just fucking line up perfectly. You uh, weren't doing you anything creepy. You, you were can't just, blame him. you weren't going to look away. There's no way you can look away. You can't blame male him. or female. If someone is that attractive, you're not looking away. No, dude, no way. Now, he probably should have, like, ducked down a little bit and, like, oh, gotten a little creepy. Turn the light off yeah, in his like, room. Like, dude, get creepy, but, like, the instance in which you got to creep on someone was completely okay. 
and completely understandable. Yeah, that's the thing is like you just have to be as a, smarter as an about 18 it. 18-year-old. Just like, be smarter. That's just, it. Don't be an idiot. Just be smarter about it. So Do she comes over and I, I wrote down the same thing. I didn't talk about my heart. I talked about my stomach and my, like stomach, yeah. my stomach. I felt it in my stomach when she went and showed up at his house. And then I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Even though you Fuck. know what's going to happen. It's like, I feel so bad for how this kid must feel. Yeah, I know. Oh, so. She then like takes him out. They're driving around. And essentially, here's the whole thing with Danielle. She starts making him like actually live his life for the first time. Yeah. I mean, the whole time he's just been like you said, he's studying all the time. He's not living his life. And she's actually like making him feel alive. So I, I'll just quickly go through it. A couple things. One, she makes him strip in the middle of the street to like get even with him. She shows up to school, makes them skip school, and they just like go joyriding around like you in high school. She sneaks into the neighbor's pool, who turns out to be the principal, strips down, gets in the pool with him. Fuck. That scene was tough to watch for this guy. <laughs> but it just went, yeah, it was tough to watch. I, I thought it was did- interesting that they chose for her to drive a VW bug. Yeah. That bothered me. Like, is that an attractive car? Like, just throw her in a VW Jetta. That's a, Yeah, get her every, in a Jetta. Every hot chick had a Jetta. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, they all got out of them. They all smelled like crayons. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about the crayons <laughs> thing. Oh, my God, that is the weirdest thing ever. Dude, look, Gina R. drove a Jetta in high school, hottest girl of all time, drove us around all the time in that Jetta. Crayons. <laughs> <laughs> so like crayons, <laughs> just like all Jettas, just like a little child. She just wanted you to feel like a little child, and she was like a woman. So, all right, back to the movie. <laughs> I don't. He doesn't kiss her in the pool. I wish he would have. She doesn't kiss her because he's a pussy. Did you bang her? That's yeah, what the man does. I know. That's, that's what Eli says. <laughs> Eli, uh, Eli is the king of just horrible like teen logic, like. That's what Amanda bad advice. (laughs) So he goes this. It all like comes to a head at this party they go to, dude. And this is like, hold on. Okay, what does she have to do? Sit on your face? (laughs) Here's the thing with Eli. This is why I hate him so much. Is because that is so something I see myself saying in high school. (laughs) Like a guy who just has no experience with women. Exactly. And then someone. That's why he's awesome. And and then someone says like I was hanging out with a girl and I guarantee my response would have been you didn't bang her dude <laughs> fucking what that's what a man does <laughs> yeah so all right it all comes to a head at this party he hasn't kissed her yet dude we don't know what's going on it's a house party that they were not invited to no it's all cool kids yeah by the way it just makes me miss high school so much seeing these parties and by the way. There's like a hundred fucking cool kids at this party. So like they are really, really not cool. Dude, let's just talk about the boys though at this party. The fucking cool kids. Mm. Hunter, Derek, and Troy Cochran. These guys, dude. Troy Cuck. Cock. Cochran. These guys are like the best. I love watching them on screen. I don't know if they exist in real life, but like Hunter is amazing. I looked up Hunter, who's like the lead cool guy, and went on to have an illustrious career in soap operas after this. He 
is his in jawline is insane. Oh my god, <laughs> like, dude! He has a soap opera jawline. Those Absolutely. frosted tips. Man. I mean, Hunter is hot AF, kids. <laughs> He's hot as fuck. And the coolest thing about being at this high school party, if you're Hunter, is that your boys just do like all your bidding for you. Like as soon as Matthew showed up with this porn star. Hunter just goes up. He he like nudges his boys and he's like, "Hey, go on. You know the drill. Yeah, yep. You know Do the it. drill, boys." And the boys go up and they grab Matt and they just like take Matt and then Hunter slides in with the porn star and then he's like, "Hey, don't worry about them. They're friends." And then the boys try and get Matthew to leave the fucking party. So the quote is, "Party's getting kind of full." <laughs> I'm going to have to ask you to leave. I have said that so many times, like not actually to like kick someone out, but just like make a joke. And there is only one other person that has ever gotten that line. And that is Chris R. And he is obsessed with this movie. And we used to say that all the fucking time back in college. Just like, hey, man, party's getting kind of full. (laughs) (laughs) Like, wait, what? What do you mean? You're gonna have to ask you to go, man. <laughs> like it was, it was like college. Yeah, no, it's not amazing. Like mean spirited, just it's yeah. such a good line. No, there's so many of those. Such a good line in this movie. Like I'll, I'll get to a couple that have still stuck with me. Like here, well, I'll just say one. Here's one that's really still stuck with me is Clitz when he's there in Vegas at the convention and he goes, "Fuck it, Fuck it. I'll feel one." <laughs> He cracks his knuckles and he's like, fuck it, I'll feel one. Um, a lot of good one-liners. But I want to play a little song because they try and get Matt to leave, dude. And then he's like, you know what? Matt's like, fuck this. For the first time in my life, I'm not going to be pushed around by these cool hot guys in high school. Fuck you, Derek. Fuck you, Troy Cochran. Fuck you, Hunter. I'm not going to let you hook up with my girl. And he walks up. This song's playing. David Gray. David Gray and he's like excuse me and he pushes Hunter out of the way dude and he just like fucking swoops in full on make out to David Gray this year's love dude I know when you kiss me on the midnight street sweep me up my feet singing oh. so did she know that was gonna happen the entire time Dude, she was probably like wanting that in the back of her mind. Like, it seems like that entire night she knew exactly what was going to happen, like, yeah, like step by step. Oh, yeah. She was going to like walk through, find the cool hot guys. They were going to try to hit on her, try to get him away. It was a turning point. He was either going to choose to step up or uh-huh. he was going to be the bitch. And she wanted him to step up. He did. She knew everything about that 100%. entire scenario. 100%. Like, insane. She's like Phil Jackson, dude. Like, she knows exactly the buttons to push. Yep. And she knew the button to push to get Matthew to get his head out of his fucking ass. She was calling the play before it actually happened. It was like... Tony Romo. Beat me. Yeah. And 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 he... And, and guess what, dude? He fucking delivered. That... By the way, I just want to say, as a young podcaster watching this movie at a young age... Oh, I was like, dude, we're not that young. <laughs> as as two young young boy podcasters sitting in this podcast studio, <laughs> you and I boy. right now. <laughs> I remember like God watching this movie, just assuming like this was gonna happen to me at some point in life. 
Like, I know you were in a long-term committed relationship at this point in your life. Oh, four, you had already met the, the, the woman of your dreams and the, your now current wife and mother of two children, Natalie J who we're going to get on this podcast soon. We've already uh, figured out that yeah. we are going to get her on soon. It's a package deal. You were already in a pack. You were already in a, a collaborative uh, relationship with her. You had already done that. I single guy in 04. <laughs> I just kept wa- when I was watching this movie. I assumed at some point in my life, this is how this is who I'm going to fall in love. with. Clearly, yeah, this is going to happen to me. It never went like that for me, but <laughs> I just I viewed this of like God. This is who you get married to. <laughs> if I if this scenario happens exactly i know what to do exactly all right this is never gonna happen to anyone but when it happens to me i'm fucking ready so emil hirsch this is where we get our first little hiccup in the movie though and it's because your boy eli shows matt a video the next day the next day like dude just wait a little bit maybe Matthew's walking into the school, dude. He's got his front tuck into his jeans like we were all doing back in 04, front tucking our t-shirts into our jeans. It's called a French tuck now. <laughs> He's French tucking into the jeans. and That's from uh, Queer Eye. So <laughs> he walks Five in. of them, dude. He walks in. Eli grabs him and he's like, dude, your girl is a fucking porn star. And this is where he finds out like she's a porn star. And this is where I wrote down in my notes, we should do a hypothetical role play here. I know you love doing it. Okay. And I want to be every single time. It's good. I want to be the guy that tells you in real life that your wife. Oh shit. Maybe we shouldn't do your wife. So you're not the like karate guy who's like, ooh. Steven St. Croix, a real porn star. Yeah, he's a real porn <laughs> is, star. Is he real? Yeah, yeah Steven St. Croix. That's awesome. So mate, let's try Let's life. reverse it. Let's try you. You tell me. You tell me that you saw that you saw. And I'm going to see if I can. All right. So BD. Yeah. What's up, dude? Hey, by the way, thanks for coming over to do the podcast. Appreciate it. No, of course. So I, so I pretty much said yes to do the podcast because I got some bad news for you. What? Yeah. So, um, COVID related? No, 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 no. Everyone's good. Everyone's good. Everyone's healthy. Okay, good. Everyone's got their tastes. Everyone's got their smell. Everyone good in your fa- on your side. Two yeah. kids. Yeah, Natalie no, J. No, everyone's, everyone's good. good. Everyone's good. Uh, this is this is more for you. Uh, I feel like you should know. Do I have AIDS? Not yet. Fuck. Do you yet. heard that I have AIDS? No. She's lying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it. All the joking aside, all right? right? Uh-huh. Like I'm serious. Um I was watching a little bit of porn last night. You do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late night. Late night. I never would. No. But this is serious. Okay. I need you to be here. I was watching this video and I watched the whole build up. Great story. Oh. Really good fucking story. Oh, it sounds awesome. They were doing like karate oh. and they were about to get their black belt, but they had to just do one more thing to get that black belt. Oh, they're green belts or purple belts? Yellow. Oh, that's probably right before black. I don't know. Who but knows? Anna walked out. 
What? Anna from HR. She my walked wife? out. Yeah. My wife? Yeah. And uh, In the video? Yeah, and she ended up... What? They had to have sex with her before they got their black belts. Are you sure this isn't another little Colombian girl? Definitely her. She had that... Like, she's only a fourth Colombian, so she, she's not full Colombian. So she you're, had that, like, freckle, you know, we know? On her left butt cheek? Yeah, yeah. That we both know about. On her cheek? No, I'm not like supposed to know about that freckle, but like I know about that freckle, so it was definitely her. You're telling me my wife did porn? uh, At least one. I did not go further. You should probably look and just check. How many dudes were in it? Five. Five guys? It was a whole class. A bukkake? (laughs) (laughs) It was a whole class. What the fuck? I don't know what you want to do with this information, but I just wanted you to know everything that I know. So five guys roll up on her. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not that bad. Oh, dude. All right. Let's it's just not that bad. Let's just get out of it. <laughs> That that edit <laughs> insane. Good luck. Oh, it it sounded so good in my head going into it. <laughs> All right, so, so I know I know that you're not going to delete those, and you're gonna and you're gonna show them to whoever is next. It's Which it's gonna be, be a real, J. <laughs> It's gonna be a real interesting edit back. Just for the kids, just so you know, that that went on for um, no less than 17 minutes. So whatever the total time of that hypothetical role play is, just know that in real time, it was about 17 to 20 minutes. Things got weird. (laughs) (laughs) Things got very weird. All right. So we're back. Back to the movie. This is where we get introduced. This Kelly guy comes in. Matt finds out she's a porn star. The way that he reacts is that they get into a big fight. He like tries to like, he just treats her like shit, dude. He starts treating her like trash. Like, Oh, I just want to fuck you now. Like I'm treating you like trash. Well, that's thanks to Eli. His bad. Yeah. His bad teen advice and logic, Eli. So Kelly, the porn producer comes in, like takes her back. He takes her back. Um, to get into this like porn lifestyle, they go to this Vegas like porn convention. And I don't even know if we need to cover anything, honestly, from the porn convention. All you need to know is this. He gets her back. So he gets her to come back. I don't even honestly, this is again, this is getting into that portion where we're like, why are we doing all these different things? Right. I'm going to try and explain very quickly the next plot points of the movie just yeah it's like rapid fire the end of the movie yeah and then we can get to like nitpicks and stuff yeah so matt is trying to get this asian kid sam young samsung to get come to the u.s he has an account of 25k to get him to come here kelly the porn producer who's trying to get danielle back steals the 25k from matthew because he's a dick danielle and matt decide that they're not going to get the money back from Kelly. So what they need to do to get that money back is to bring her porn star friends in, go to prom together and create a sex ed video to distribute to the world. And that will get them money back because sex ed videos are extremely out of date 
and not applicable to the current teenager going to prom. Which is fair. I mean, the video. Oh, yeah. I yeah. I've, I don't even know if I've ever seen we a never sex ed a video. Yeah, but I imagine it would kind of be like that. We also went to an all guys high school, so it would right. be a little bit strange to watch. No, I think they just leave that up to the parents who never had that conversation. Correct. So they and go. Most of the guys weren't even fucking having sex that night, anyways. No. So. So they go to prom. And they're going to film this sex ed video. Matthew's got to get the cool guys, dude, the cool high school kids to actually be in the video. There was this awesome line where uh, the guys come up to Matthew at prom and say this. Look, they're coming to you. Yo, Matt. What's up? Can we talk to you for a second? Dude, I'm with my girl here. Oh, sorry, man. Should we come back? No, I'll leave you guys alone. What's up? Hey, man, what's up with those girls? What about them? Are they like, uh... Are they porn stars? Yeah. Shit! <laughs> I now recognized them. I knew it. Can we meet them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How'd you boys like to be in a movie? I just love the boys. I love these boys, dude. I, I love these guys are just hilarious to me. The cool guys at the high school. I, I I love them. And they suck simultaneously, like so much ass. Yeah, I mean you're not supposed to be on their side. No. No. I think I'm in the minority by saying I love them so much. All right. Here's a here's the thing I want to end the movie breakdown with. There were two songs played at the end of this movie, and I'm gonna play them back to back. One is at prom. There's just like a montage of them filming the sex ed video and him dancing with Danielle song. Happiness, more or less, it's just a change in me, something in my liberty. On my mind. Happiness coming and going. When he was dancing to this with her, I was like, God damn it. He's living the life. Everything is right again. Like Amazing. It, it, is, it is the perfect song for that dance. And they are just together. Everything is happy. Everything is coming together. Perfection. Yes. Then, such a good song. Awesome song. Then, second song, and this is kind of the song that ends the movie, so this is how we're going to end our movie breakdown, and it's in a final montage of this song kicks off. So, Matt, he finally, he gets the money. They create this sex ed video. They did it, dude. They went to prom. They got the video created. They got all the money back. They get fucking Sam Young to come to the U.S. He creates his own scholarship to go to Georgetown, and he gets the fucking girl, and it ends with this song. And it just like ends him kissing her at Georgetown credits. 
fucking amazing. So good. Now, we did skip over a whole lot of plot in this movie, but I think that that's okay. Because it's the... For sure. It's the reason why the movie's 54%. This is a movie that if you have never seen it, no matter your age, you are going to like it. I promise you. It's... Especially if you're in high school. And that's the thing. This movie came out when we were in high school. If you've ever gone to high school, (laughs) you'll like this movie. (laughs) Have you ever gone? Idiot kids. All right, dude. You ready for some awards? Oh, for sure. Ryan Afelipe. It's easy to sum it up when you just talk about practice. We sitting here, we in here talking about practice. We talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. We talking about practice, man. Practice? I mean, how silly is that? Reminder, this is the award for the guy or girl doing way too much, going 150% in practice, not a game, not the championship game. Wish they would do a lot less. Number one on my list, young Eli couple reasons why hear me out i know you love this guy he watches porn while talking to his friends on the phone and while hanging out with his friends in person that watching porn with your friends was a thing back in like grade school not in high school not in high school but these guys were a couple years behind (laughs) the like normal experience though so he's not gonna get it There's no fucking way Eli's getting it. Okay, so he's just on here, though. Keep in mind, this isn't like an MCITW. This is just for doing a whole lot in practice. So he also has really bad teen logic. He's always, like, giving the bad advice to Matthew of, like, fuck her, dude. Fuck her for me. If you don't fuck her, I swear to God, I'll kill myself. Yeah. (laughs) So that's, that's Eli just doing a whole lot. I put number two on the Ryan Philippi list. The senior cool guys, dude, the hot senior cool guys, just as a collective, like Hunter, Derek, and Troy Cochran, (laughs) all three of them. I want them on here because they were doing so much as cool hot guys. They really were. So fucking much. And then number three, it's Kelly, dude. I mean, he's extra as fuck like he i like him a lot he's the porn producer i really enjoyed timothy oliphant in this movie but goddamn from like the way he dressed to like the eccentric nature of like how he was a porn producer slash director was just a lot to your point though he had two great one-liners one he walked away from those high school girls he was trying to sell drugs to and he said leave him wanting more you always gotta always leave him him wanting more always Love that. You know who's got the killer bud? This <laughs> fucker right here. Points <laughs> the clits. So that and then, dude. Always know if the juice is worth the squeeze. That is like a signature line from this movie. He also has another great line I just want to throw out there. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I just need a show of good faith. Something concrete. A blowjob. And he's like, no, man, I told you. She's not doing that anymore. Who said anything about her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wants Matthew to blow him. It's like, a joke. No, dude, I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> Calm down. So of those three, you got the senior cool hot guys as a collective. You got Kelly, the porn producer, and Eli, who's your Ryan Phillippe. 
It's Kelly. It is. I. You won't give it to Eli, so. No, I'm definitely not giving it to Eli. Uh, Kelly is, I really, really, really like him in this movie, but he is definitely over the top in every single way. Yeah, he's a lot. He's a lot. He's a lot extra. Picking nits section. I have two. My first one is, we briefly touched on this earlier. When Matthew has to strip for the first time, he's wearing tidy whities Dude, I don't know about you, but for me, it happened real early. I think I was in the third grade, and I remember changing in in grade school for gym class, gym class yeah. with all the other dudes, and there was just a point in time when I realized, fuck, at, at the age of nine or ten, I'm the only guy in tidy whities <laughs> Gotta make a switch to boxers. Obviously, I'm not cool if I'm not doing that. So, 18 years... 18 years, he's still wearing tidy whities I remember wearing tidy whities Because that's what you wear, like, that's what you buy little kids. And Your then, mom buys them. Yeah. Fruit of the loom. Yeah. And then it was boxers, and I hated boxers. I fucking hated but them. But everyone that was cool was yeah. wearing them. No, I was, I was going to wear them because I was not going to be wearing tidy whities No. Because I knew my dad was going to be wearing those every single day. With his undershirt tucked into him. Exactly. Same with my dad. Exactly. Don't know why that was ever a thing. He wore a suit every single day, so it was into the tidy whities <laughs> So bizarre. So bizarre. So it was just like, all right, now I'm going to wear boxers, and I fucking hated boxers. And I don't know when boxer briefs happened. I don't either. It was like at some point in our like maturation that it actually happened. I don't know there was not like a point, but it was like fuck boxers. And I remember having like two or three pairs of boxers for the longest time because it was like they don't have any holes in them. So they were like all the way at the back of the underwear drawer. Never fucking wore them except sometimes when I had to. So either way, tidy whities though, no. out of the question. Out of the question. After Especially the age 18? of like 10. Good God. So that's my nit to pick. I'm like, I get Maybe it. He never went to gym class. Right. I, I get that you want to make him a loser. I'm on board with it. I agree 100%. He's got to be a loser. But the tidy whitey thing, it just did not add up. That's going too far. So the other issue I have is with Matt's moral fiber speech at the end. Well, all right. Can I play a little of Go it? Go ahead and then. Okay, let me set the stage. Yeah. Because we didn't even talk about this in the in the movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> again, this whole plot got loose. Are you lost? Um, Matt is like trying to get a scholarship, and he has to give this speech to all these like very affluent, well-to-do people who are giving away a scholarship to Georgetown or college, wherever. It's a bunch of old white guys. Yeah, your favorite. <laughs> and Kelly hits him with like some ecstasy. He gets him to take some ecstasy. So he's all fucked up while he's giving this speech. So he goes up there all fucked up. But then he like starts to turn the corner in the speech. And like everyone in the crowd starts to get on his side about like what his definition of moral fiber is. And it's because he says this. Now I think that moral fiber is about finding that one thing you really care about. That one special thing that means more to you than anything else in the world. And when you find her, you fight for her. You risk it all. You put her in front of everything. 
your future, your life, all of it. And maybe the stuff you do to help her isn't so clean. You know what? It doesn't matter. Because in your heart, you know that the juice is worth the squeeze. That's what moral fiber is all about. And it's just like while I was listening to that, I was like, everyone gave him a standing ovation after that. And if I'm in that room judging, (laughs) if I'm in that room going, I'm going to give some kid like a hundred K for a free ride to college, if not more than that on that speech, I don't know if I'm just tossing a hundred K to this guy who's just like super infatuated with his high school sweetheart. No way. So who does porn? So <laughs> they do not know that she does porn. <laughs> well, they knew when they saw her. This is Athena. Yeah, all the dudes knew. <laughs> yeah. They all had the VHS tape. But what happened was he gave a very nice speech to his his love interest. I think they were clapping for the love interest aspect of it. I think they understood that the moral fiber part was not loose actually <laughs> happening. That's why he didn't actually get the scholarship. Yeah, he didn't win. So spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, he does not win, but he makes the sex tape afterwards, so he's he's fine. Yeah. So yeah. I agree that it was a bad speech, but he didn't win. So you're saying little gray area, yeah, even though they gave him a standing ovation, it wasn't because of the who speech. Who doesn't love young puppy love? Yeah. Okay. You know? Any other nits to pick that you had or is that is that good on, our, on um, that section? The one major one is that Danielle is portrayed as this very mature, experienced woman mm-hmm. and she's what, 19 years old? She, I think she's a year, maybe two years tops older yeah, than so him. Yeah, like maybe 20. Yeah, 20 and she's tops. she's treated like, all right, so like because she did porn for a couple years, she is like this mature, like <laughs> know-it-all of like what an 18-year-old should be doing. It's like, no. She's a grizzled sex close. veteran. Yeah, like not even fucking close. <laughs> like 20-year-old porn stars are not mature adults. Dude, you and you know twenty, you know a bunch of twenty-year-old porn stars personally. So you're an expert on this, apparently. Yeah, I, yeah. But that just bothered me. It was like, yeah. Look, she's not that much older, and like she just did porn for like a couple of years. Yeah. And then obviously the timeline of the whole thing. It was like it was a week of this kid's life, and he turned his entire fucking life upside down. Now, I would turn my life upside down for Alicia Cuthbert, so I'm not upset about that. But the general premise of this kid completely changed in a week is a little bit fucked. <laughs> yeah. The, no the, fucking way. No, I know. Yeah, we touched on that. The time, month, timeline's too quick. Yeah, a month, two months, sure. They fell in love quick. But it's it's that young puppy love, like you said. It's infatuation. You know, the thing they, that I kept thinking of when you were talking about that, though, was the graduate. Now, in The Graduate with Philip Seymour Hoffman and... No, not Philip Seymour Hoffman. Fucking idiot. God. Dustin Hoffman. (sighs) Fucking God. That was close. That was just dumb by me. (laughs) That's not even drunk. I can't even blame that that on drunk. (laughs) The Graduate with Dustin Hoffman is with Anne Bancroft. Yep. And 
she is an older, experienced MILF, essentially. Yes. And yes. the whole premise there is she's so more experienced and she knows all this shit and teaching this young high schooler, Dustin Hoffman, everything because she's like 40 and she's gone through years and years and years of fucking dudes. Well, she's probably like 50. Yeah. Because she has an 18-year-old son. Right. Right? Yeah. Son. Yeah. Son's friend. No, yeah. daughter. Daughter's friend. All right. Her daughter's daughter, friend. Yeah, yeah. So I buy into that. But yeah, in this movie where they're the same age and they're still doing yeah. the same play on it, it's like, uh, and knit to pick on the VL pot. <laughs> All right. MCITW. Second to last category here. This is brought to you by our fine sponsors, Wicklow Wear New Swag. As we said, slide into those DMs. W-I-C-K-L-O-W Wear. Be free and explore. Get all your ultra gear at WicklowWear.com. Type in the promo code VLH. We get 10% off your order kits. That's $30 on the baseball tees, $20 on tanks, $15 on the new t-shirts, and $40 on the hooded sweatshirts. Get at us. For the first time, dude, let's collaborate on this because I could go a couple different ways. I have two nominees. I know one you're going to hate. Okay. One you're going to hate because it's a crossover with the Ryan Philippi. Yep. And it's just... Or I love that. So <laughs> I hate... I I disliked how much he was doing in the Ryan Philippi, so I put him on there, and it is Eli. For the MCITW, I was also just hating him and super annoyed with him again because I think it's me. <laughs> so it's Eli for an MCITW winner because he's essentially me or Derek, one of the cool hot guys who was put on there solely because I think he's just the worst actor of all time. And I saw that after this movie, he quit acting and he just went on to become like a normal guy, like a lawyer in life. Like he got out of acting forever. That's how bad he was. So for me, I was playing around with those two. Do you have anyone else that you really hated in this movie before we give this award to someone? No. No. You're cool with those two? Yep. Dude, for me, I hate me so much. I'm giving it to fucking Eli. He he didn't get the Ryan Philippi because Kelly got it. I I want him to get an award. Guess what? I hate you too. <laughs> so because I hate myself and how much of a fucking loser I probably sounded like in high school saying a lot of the same shit as Eli in this movie. Be free and explore, bitch. Get fucked, young me and young Eli. <laughs> Brought to you by Wicklow. <laughs> That's good. I like that. All right. MVP. This one's all on you. For someone to be on the Mount Rushmore and not get the MVP would be criminal. Danielle, you get the MVP. You're my MVP. She's You're my MVP. MVP. God, <laughs> like, she's my MVP. Fuck. If you ever thought it was going to be anyone else, shame on you. You know, I had a, a real sleeper MVP pick that I just wrote down here. It, it's, it's worth mentioning, but I, I also want to caveat and say... Danielle is the winner is is the right choice. Yeah. I just want it mentioned that Klitz was a guy for me doing a whole lot of good. And that's just look, I'm a podcaster sitting here in a podcast studio. That's he all I'm doing. He didn't really do anything except Not much. for the very end. He didn't do at the and end though. All he, he did saves. was all he did was have a big dick and Yeah, he did. Get a condom put on it. <laughs> 
So, like, you don't get the MVP for that. You don't? Because, especially because that was in the part of the movie that was not nearly as good or nearly as funny. So, you know, I kind of view it as, like, MVP for the season was Alicia Cuthbert in this movie. Like, she's the, the LeBron James of the of the season. However... It got or to the, the Michael Jordan. It got to the finals, and it was like clits. It's kind of like the 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 Warriors with with like Steph Curry's their number one guy all year, Andre and then they Godala. get to the finals, and just in that one series at the very end of the year when it mattered most, the guy who delivered a lot of the intangibles that won in the championship was Andre Iguodala. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like clits was that like he didn't do shit all movie. Alicia Cuthbert got him there, dude. Yep. And then at the end, he saves the fucking day and wins the championship. He's not as good looking as Alicia Cuthbert, though. Barely. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> he even asks Eli, am I ugly? <laughs> yeah, but he also had this killer line at the end on like, they're like, why, why, dude? Why are you doing this? Why are you showing your own dick in this like sex ed video to save the day on everyone? And he says this. Because we're a fucking tripod. Fuck yeah, dude. We're a fucking tripod. It almost makes me only want two friends <laughs> yeah. and not to have more than two friends because I just want to be a tripod. I don't really want to be like a stable table. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I mean, do we really need more than like two or three friends? Honestly, <laughs> at the age of 33, I feel like that might be good for us. Just a couple friends cut down on some of the friend noise, you know? If everyone stops getting text messages from me, you know why. <laughs> yeah, you've chosen your two or three. <laughs> no, I didn't mean to step on your MVP winner, though, with the whole clits thing coming in at the end like Andre Guadalla. I think Danielle is the right choice. I hope it came through on this podcast like our love and adoration for her because it was deep. There is a YouTube video of just scenes with Danielle and them. <laughs> Yeah, I believe I sent that to you. That's how attractive she is. So if you don't want to watch the whole movie, just go on YouTube and search for just Alicia Cuthbert scenes. Girl Next Door. Yeah. Unreal. I I would recommend that because every scene she is in, dude, from the very get-go when she has that resting bitch face and like sees him like on the on the stoop walking to her house, that and then all the way at the end when she's like dancing with him and then having sex with him in that limo to David Gray, dude. Oh, I mean, talk about range. So (laughs) (laughs) talk about range. She has got range. So Alicia Cuthbert, you're the best. This movie's the best. 56% get fucked. This movie to me is like a hundred percent rotten tomatoes by far. Ben J, thanks for coming on. We are gonna get Natalie J on right next. We're gonna we'll get that in the booking uh queue. Yeah. Cool. Can't wait I for that. I'll take care of the kids. She's yeah. got it. Ben J, officially thanks for coming on. Thank you. While Natalie J has probably already put those kids down, we need to tell the kids that listen to this podcast to also put themselves down because it's getting late tonight. So we will tell those kids sleep tight. You have a very good very good night's sleep, kids. And Ben J, what do we tell those kids? Clear eyes, full hearts, do less, kids.
You can follow us on Instagram at Vicarious Living Podcast and listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. You know you found us when you find a picture of Pat and I sitting on a couple rocks overlooking the vast landscape that is Laguna Beach. Steven's there, just not pictured. Steven and Elsie, both there, just not pictured.